Welcome to the Living With Chronic Illness Podcast. I'm Mariel Metcalf, Head of Living With at Research Partnership. In this third episode about atopic dermatitis, or AD, we will be discussing Robin's experience with AD treatments. We hope you find this podcast of value, and if you want to find out more, please visit researchpartnership.com forward slash living with. So Robin, you have already spoken about your experience about being diagnosed with AD and its impact on daily living. So now I'd like to talk about what you're doing in terms of treatment. So first, could I ask you, who do you consider to be your main doctor for your eczema currently? My primary care physician, ironically, not a dermatologist anymore. Ah, okay, because the symptoms haven't improved. It's actually, I switched primary care physicians and that's when I got this new treatment. It was not from a dermatologist. Oh, that's interesting. It is, isn't it? So this primary care physician was the one who requested a biopsy. Yes. I think that's quite unique. (laughs) So do you go to more than one doctor aside from the PCP? Is there anyone else you go to for eczema related things? There is not any longer. I did see a dermatologist. I saw two different dermatologists and then I switched to a primary actually thinking they might refer me to a different derm group, but he took it on and he's been wonderful. So I'm not going back to the dermatologist at this point. No. (laughs) We found a solution. Excellent. Okay. So how frequently do you see your primary care physician for your eczema? Every three months now that we are under control. Okay. So before you were under control, was that more frequent? Yes. Cause it was, what can we try next? This isn't working. What can we try next? Okay. Um, so how frequently were you going then? Initially I went several times in the first couple months We were going on a big family vacation and I was even worried about wearing shoes on the airplane. So I went several times initially and then I'd get discouraged and think it's not worth going back. And then I would try and go again and advocate for myself and explain that these treatments were not working. Mm. And I'd be questioned, was I following the directions? Was I using this? And we moved to the next similar treatment, which sometimes they would appear to work and be helping for a week, two weeks, three weeks. Mm. And then we'd be right back where we started from. And I say, do I want to go in and say, hi, cream number seven is not (laughs) working either. What else do you have? Or do I just except that this is what it is and it's never going to be better. And before I switched to the last doctor, I would say I went a good six or seven months just thinking it's not going to get better. I'm going to go in. They're going to think I'm just unhappy with the latest treatment because nothing seems to be good enough. And so I completely switched doctors and then bam. So what made you not stop? I mean, I would assume this is a big hypothesis, big massive assumption that a lot of other people would have said, I don't think the things are going to change and I'm just going to deal with it and I'll just keep using the treatments they give me. So how did you become your own advocate? Was there something driving you to just say, look, I've got to get this sorted? Because the treatments hadn't worked and I did let it go for a while, but then I thought I can't live the rest of my life this way. I'm going to go 
from doctor to doctor until I find someone who helps me find a solution. If we can put a man on the moon, if we can do these things, surely we can stop my feet from itching and splitting open. Right. And, yeah. And then this doctor said he knew what he wanted to try. Yeah. And did the biopsy and then said, oh, we're going to go with this. Yeah. And Take me through then. How many creams and things could you go through before finally getting this? Yeah. So, oh gosh. So many I would say I tried seven or eight different creams. These are the emollients. Yes. And most of them use twice a day, three weeks on, one week off, some two weeks on, two weeks off, all different rotations, clobetazole. I should have known to make myself a list and they just didn't help. And then they would say, sometimes put them on, cover them with Vaseline or a petroleum jelly socks mm -hmm. over that. So they absorb, but then it would be like, oh no, 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 you can't do that with this one. It'll overabsorb. Like, how do you even keep up? Yeah. And they're messy. I think I said in an earlier segment, we did that I got shots in my hip of steroid treatments and those would help for a few weeks, but they didn't want to give them more than every three months and said three max a year. So, wow, you get nine wow. clear weeks out of 52. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you on now? Now I'm on Dupixent. Okay. So how was that decision made? Because Dupixent is a biologic. It's something different. How did the doctor explain Dupixent to you? He said it was a biologic. He said he really believed it would help, that we would have to get it through insurance. Mm -hmm. And he and that, that could be quite a process. And once it was approved by insurance, after we jumped through the hoops, I got my first injection. And within 10 days, there was massive, massive improvement. Wow like truly life-changing improvement. Is that when you mentioned in an earlier segment, when you just got up and you walked to the toilet, that's when you realized it had- I woke up and walked and got out of bed and thought, I'm not in pain. I'm walking. I didn't even have to think about this. And it was almost remarkable to me that my skin could recover as much as it did, as fast as it did. Um, wow. So how frequently do you take it? I have a self-injecting, pre-filled pen mm -hmm. that I use every two weeks. So I take one shot. They have a couple location options. I give it to myself. It's quick. I've learned room temp is a good thing. Not cold. Okay. You know, you <laughs> learn little tricks. There are different support groups available, but for me, it's been an absolute change in everything. So you mentioned before that you had to jump through hoops to get it covered by insurance. How long did that process take? It took me about five weeks. When my doctor initially said that we'd have to get it through insurance, my response was, I have great insurance. <laughs> and he said, yeah, okay. <laughs> I said, no, I do. He knew something. He knew something. And he said to me, well, the pharmacist is going to laugh at you. <laughs> and then he's going to send me tons and tons of paperwork to fill out. And I said, okay, my pharmacist is not going to laugh at me, but no problem. <laughs> I went to the pharmacist. I handed him the slip and I said, my doctor says you're going to laugh at me. 
He says, I'm not going to laugh at you. And he looked at it and he goes, I might laugh. (laughs) And I was like, wow, okay. I'm thinking to myself, like, how hard could this be? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And um, then I was transferred to a specialty pharmacy and then another specialty pharmacy. And then I had to speak with a nurse and walk through my history and Mm -hmm. walk through the different drugs I had used, creams and things walked through all the pieces and then they approved it and then it is shipped to me. So how long have you been using it for? I have been using it since April. Since April. And that's the only treatment you use. Um, I'm not using anything else at all anymore. That's it. Okay. So that seems pretty amazing. So aside from the injections and doing it yourself, are there other things you have to do differently with this treatment, like the monitoring or anything that you see your doctor more frequently? I don't. I mean, it's like a magic solution. Wow. Wow. So it's changed it that much. It's changed it that much. It's been almost unbelievable. Will it stop working? I have all these questions, (laughs) but it's been consistent. It's easy to give myself. And there's a little piece of me like, could it come back? Thus far, it's been absolutely um, just giving me my old life back. Amazing. So just because we are kind of still in this COVID times, I'm just wondering, did COVID affect the visits you were making to the doctor to get this treatment? It's shipped directly to me. It's Mm. stored in my own refrigerator at home. And then I give myself the injection, but I've called them a couple of times to say, Hey, just so you know, this drug that was prescribed to me is life-changing. If you have other patients and they have a really terrific front end nurse who answers, <laughs> I'm like, just call them to say it's still working. Oh, <laughs> and I love it. And they're like, okay, <laughs> um, but I do. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So now that you have this great treatment really working well for you, what is it allowing you to do now that you couldn't have done before April? Walk. have feet that are not swollen and puffy, play with my kids, exercise, use the Pilates machine, not feel like I'm going to go insane from scratching skin that can't be satiated. It lets me take my skin for granted. Mm. And is that your ultimate goal for a treatment? Just like you say, let your, take your skin, be normal, be normal, I guess. You know, if I suddenly couldn't breathe and had to think about the act of breathing, which we don't Mm -hmm. normally do, we just breathe, it would be similar. Yeah. I don't think about the fact that I need to breathe. And now I don't think about the fact that I have a debilitating Mm -hmm. chronic disease that makes my life feel more burdensome. Mm. It just is. I'm able to ignore, I guess, to some extent. Mm, fantastic. Okay. So just going back when you were first prescribed Dupixin, did, did it come with any materials or information? What information was provided to you about? I had a 30 minute meeting with a nurse from the company and she took a survey from me. She asked questions like in the last seven days, how many times have your feet bled? How many days? I'm like seven. In the last seven days, how many days has your pain been above a level four? Seven. She asked this whole series so she could track. 
and then they walked me through. There were videos provided on injections. I do have a daughter-in-law who's a registered nurse. (laughs) So yeah, very handy. But they walked me through all the steps of exact care, sharps container, how to utilize and do things. And it's very straightforward. I mean, the pen, alcohol, pull off the cap, push. Mm. When it clicks, lift, cap back on. It really couldn't be easier. Great. So let me talk to you a little bit about switching treatments, because I know you've been through a whole lot of treatments in the past. And in general, whose decision is it to switch? Does the doctor just say, look, it's time to move you on? Or you say, look, it's not working. We need something better. Previously, I feel like they just went through the list of medications next Mm -hmm. to the next to the next. I got this drug when I went to a new doctor. And honestly, if I had gone to this office and he'd said, oh, let's try this cream, I think I would have said, no, thank you. (laughs) You would have just walked out. Yeah, but he had a radically different treatment. Okay, so were there other ways aside from treatment that you were using to cope with living with AD or eczema? It could be non-pharmaceutical exercise, for example. Right. And exercise, of course, was a problem because (laughs) you couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. So whether it was ice boxes or socks on the internet that were moisturizing, or I would go to get a pedicure and the gals would tell me every home remedy imaginable and how if I did this and rub lemon on your feet, like I tried every bizarre thing someone said, you'd have a friend call and say, Hey, try this. Hey, use meta honey. So really, am I going to cover my feet in honey? Sure. And I'm thinking I'm seriously coating my feet in honey. However, you'll try anything Mm. if it might offer relief. Anything else that you want to talk about regarding treatment? I'm grateful to live in the time when I live that something is available that can effectively treat this. I just can't imagine if there weren't solutions. Mm. Great. Thank you for that. So thank you, Robin, for taking us through your experience with with treatment and management of AD. In our next podcast, we'll be talking about information and support related to AD. We hope you can join us for that session. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.